Thank you for listening to the Father Goodrich Sermon Podcast. If you aren't subscribed, take a moment to subscribe now. We hope these sermons will give you insight and inspiration for wherever you are on your journey of faith. Now, this episode's message. An old man was wondering if his wife had a hearing problem. So he decided to do an experiment. She was in her lounge chair in the living room. So he's several feet behind her and he says quietly, Honey, can you hear me? There is no response. So he takes a couple of steps forward, he speaks up a little more, Honey, can you hear me? Still, there is no response. So he gets right behind her chair and he speaks up even more, Honey, can you hear me? And his wife replies, for the third time, yes. Uh (laughs) Now think about that one. In today's gospel from Mark, the Almighty speaks for at least the second time, making this declaration. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. The first time that we heard this declaration from the Almighty was when Jesus was baptized by John at the River Jordan. Now the second time in Mark is a bit more mysterious than the first time. But it's just as momentous. You see, Jesus takes his inner circle. Maybe you didn't know that Jesus had an inner circle, but he did. He takes his inner circle of Peter, James, and our own St. John... And they ascend to a mountaintop. And there, Jesus is transfigured, transformed, getting his dazzling divine glow on. Now, prior to this, the apostles have seen glimpses, glimpses of who Jesus fully was and is. They've got little hints, little hints to his complete identity. But on the mountain of transfiguration, as you find here in Mark, his identity is put fully on display. And God again affirms that it's Jesus who they should be listening to. And from there they go down the mountain, down to Jerusalem, ultimately down to the bloody cross, and then down the costly road of discipleship to follow. In the church here, Transfiguration Sunday, the last Sunday before Lent, marks the end end. of the mountaintop experiences of Christmas and Epiphany and points us downward to the desert stretches of Lent below. Now it's very important that you and I, just like Peter, James, and John, don't forget the mountaintop. And we don't forget the shining reality of Jesus as we stumble or shuffle or go really fast along life's highways. A little girl was in her front yard, and she had a colorful polka dotted dress on, and she was tossing this pink ball high up in the air. And this older woman walks by and says, Little girl, what are you doing? And the little girl says, I'm playing catch with God. I throw the ball up, and then God throws it back. Well, I won't comment on God's ability to play ball, nor will I comment on that of the 49ers or the Chiefs. I'll leave that to.
to the commentators. But what I will say is that whatever goes up must come down. Now there may be some exceptions. There may be some exceptions, but in the general rule of thumb, what goes up must come down. And this rule of thumb also applies to our spiritual lives. So check this out. Yes, it is a good thing to go up onto the mountaintop, so to speak, and have great experiences with God and spiritual experiences and all that. Yes, that's very wonderful. But you and I will be very disillusioned in our faith if we don't keep in mind that we will actually have to come down from that mountaintop to our regular, ordinary relationship with God. And actually, much the same can be said of all human relationships, especially perhaps romantic ones. Something worth mentioning as Valentine's Day years. So married couples pay attention, dating couples pay attention, those of you who hope to be part of a couple someday pay attention. Keep in mind this dynamic of all human relationships, the highs, the lows, and just the everyday situation. Keep all that. So, Lent, which has what color? Purple. Purple. So, you're like, yeah, we got that from the kids. So, Lent, which begins this Wednesday with the historic imposition of ashes, is a season for taking stock of your life, for taking a personal inventory of the highs, the lows, and just the everyday. Especially as it relates to your faith. And Lent is also a time to take stock of the voices you've been listening to. It could be literally voices, media, and all the voices you listen to in the media. It could be voices of people in your life. But taking stock of the voices that you've been listening to. And then as a Christian, to give special attention to that one distinctive voice, to the Almighty's declaration, This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to Him. Lent is about more than just giving something up and taking something on. Especially something trivial, one way or the other. Don't do that. But taking something on and giving something up, that's a good place for starters. Do that. But Lent is really a season for taking your faith seriously. Even for just 40 days. Maybe you have never, listen to me, maybe you have never taken your faith seriously. Or maybe it's been a long time since you've taken it seriously for 40 days. Well, da-da-da-da, Lent begins Wednesday. Here is your opportunity. Lent is a season to give God a chance. To take Jesus at His word. To let the Spirit transfigure you. To scrub down your soul. To spring clean your priorities. To deepen your faith and to develop your discipleship. To connect more with God and to connect more with St. John's. It might even be a season where you want to serve somebody, your neighbor, in some practical way. There's lots of ways you could do that. But for example, next month when we serve our kindness meal to the community, that's one way. And remember, as you serve people and as you relate to people in your life, liking is optional, love is required. But it all begins, it all begins with this declaration from the Almighty. This is my son, the beloved, listen to him. Think about it this way. 
If you and I do not spend any time as individuals and collectively as a parish family listening to Jesus, giving some priority to that voice, to that reality, to God, well, then how can we claim to be Christians? Or how can we claim to be a Christian church at all? Lent is a season to say, oh yeah, I've got to dial in again. I've got to listen again to that voice. I've got to give that priority. We've been making available for a while now, including this morning, these Lenten planners. They are full of ideas for how you can take Lent seriously this year. Or to say it differently, how you can listen to Christ and the Spirit of God more seriously this year. Now, ideally, you sit down as a family, you sit down uh, with your significant other or with a friend, and you fill this out together, and you can even have them sign it. Regardless, you can do it on your own, by yourself, and then slap it up on your refrigerator. Like football, discipleship is a team sport. We live and grow in our faith together. How many of you believe in God, however you define that? Raise your hand. Okay, I'm shocking in the church. Several people have lifted their hands. Great. Wonderful. Lent is a season where we get off the mountaintop of simply saying, yes, I believe. And we go down into the desert of changing the details of our lives. Dr. David McGorry, who's a theologian, writes about belief in God, and perhaps in a way you would not expect. If we believe in God, we must expect that our old ways of thinking and living will be continually shaken to the foundations. We will no longer be satisfied with the unexamined beliefs and practices of our everyday lives. Christian faith is not blind faith. But thinking faith, Christian hope is not superficial optimism, but well-founded hope. Christian love is not romantic naivete, but open-eyed love. Lent is the season of the church here that trains us to open our eyes fully to the good, to the bad, and to the ugly, especially within ourselves. Lent is that season where we're invited to listen to God seriously, to make it a priority, even for just 40 days, to take Christ seriously. You may be surprised how doing that will transfigure your life and even our lives together as a parish family. Now when Peter, James, and John, the inner circle, came down from the mountain, they did not know what lay ahead. Neither do you and I know when we leave this building today. But what those three apostles did know is that whatever should happen to them, they should listen to Christ. They should listen to that voice. Driven by the Spirit, may you and I do the same this way. Amen. Father Goodrich here. I hope this message blessed you in some way. Remember, faith isn't limited to one hour a week, 
Faith is about our whole lives, everything we do, every day of the week. So, live well.